everyone, and uh, welcome to another episode of Pep Talk, the persuasive evangelism podcast. I'm Andy Bannister from the Solas Centre for Public Christianity up in Dundee in Scotland, and I'm joined as ever by my uh, wonderful co-host, Christy Bear, coming from the other end of the country down in London. Christy, how are you doing today? Doing well, thanks, Andy. Yeah, really excited about our guest today, actually. So yeah, well, I've, you've set that up before I did. So who is, you do the intro then, who have we got uh, today on the on the show, Christy? <laughs> what a setup. We have the, the brilliant <laughs> Lee McDade. Lee, thank you so much for joining us. Hey. You're most welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, Lee, tell us a little bit about, about what you do. What's your job? Okay, so my title is I'm an army scripture reader and I work for a Christian charity uh, called SASRA which is the Soldiers and Airmen Scripture Readers Association. That's why we called it SASRA, because uh, I don't want to be saying that every single day. Uh, we're a parachurch organisation, and we need 200 years old, and they, we employ all ex-service personnel, committed Christians, and we're embedded back into the military uh, to share the good news of Jesus Christ uh, with service personnel and their families. That's it in a nutshell, really. The, the, the question that immediately arises, Lee, not not knowing much about the kind of background and context here. So what, what is an army scripture reader? Is that, is that like a chaplain? Is it something a little bit different? What, what does an army scripture reader do? Yeah, we're, I call us Christian missionaries to the forces. So uh, we're employed as evangelists. If you, if you look at our website, we're there to share uh, the good news of Jesus Christ. But obviously um, we get involved in all sorts of walks, walks of life with the military personnel and their families um, I can do anything in one day from speaking um, to a group of soldiers on camp, maybe in the field, uh, to doing a school assembly in the same day. Um, we do. We come under the chaplaincy umbrella. Uh, they look after us. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're a separate entity. Um, but we work as one big team, which is really cool. Uh, I'm part of the chaplaincy team uh, in and around Colchester, Essex, and, and Watersham in Suffolk, uh, which is really cool. Yeah, um, Lee, tell us a little bit, as much as you can, really, as you're able to, just about those three different areas. Um, you're, you're attached to those, so you, you minister in those three different places, don't you? What do you get up to there? There's, there's three areas. So first, first, the, my main effort really is Watersham Flying Station. That's where the Apache helicopter is kept. Um, so I work with three major units there. It's about 2,068 personnel. Uh, and they, it does what it says on the tin, like they fly, maintain, look after uh, the Apache helicopter. Uh, I also work at Colchester 16 Air Assault Brigade, a uh, combat team now, they call themselves, uh, which is a high readiness um, brigade. So if there's a hot spot in the world and they need British troops to go very, very, very quickly, um, then they're the ones that usually are sent in before anybody else. And if you uh, watch the news over the summer, it was um, 16 Air Assault Brigade that predominantly... Uh, went out to Afghanistan to uh, rescue rescue people, um, which was uh, a really phenomenal job. And I also work, which is completely different, at the uh, MCTC, which is the Military Correctional Training Centre, uh, which is prison, basically, but it's the it's the military prison. Um, so that's that's an interesting place to work as well. So they're they're the three areas. So three very different sort of units, very different personnel, and different different roles really. And so, um, so what are some of the? It's a very broad question, but I, I guess what, yeah, what are some of the perhaps sort of challenges and opportunities about working in that setting? I mean, you mentioned that last one, the, the you know, the, the effectively you know the military sort of prison 
sort of system that you're you're there. You must have folks who, you know, in some ways have hit rock bottom. Stuff has gone really badly wrong. They're now literally a captive audience. So are, they, are those folks who, are, you know, are just sort of so hardened that it's really tough to reach? Is there an openness there because they've realised they're they've run out of everything else? How is it ministering in those kind of settings? I'd say the MCTC, the the correctional centre, is probably very fertile. Um, you don't have to tell anybody that they've done anything wrong because they know that. Um, there's there's a broad spectrum of personnel that go there. Anyone that served from one year to maybe 33 years in the military. So um, a complete variety of people. Um, they don't wear a formal uniform all the time. So I don't know what their rank was, um, not necessarily where they've come from. All I'm interested in is their soul, really. And uh, so, yeah, we, we run a Friday session there with the Padre and I, uh, sort of a good old-fashioned Padre's hour, uh, or, you know, we, which is brilliant, absolutely fantastic. We've done uh, Christianity Explore courses there, and we also do a Sunday service, uh, which is, is really good as well. So not everybody has to come. That's all voluntary, um, but the chain of commands uh, like it because it improves the behaviour of the men and women that are in there. So um, it's got a tick in the box from the chain of command. So, uh, but it's, it's, it's a really brilliant place. And um, I've not always been a, a good boy myself. So um, I can understand where a lot of these guys mostly are coming from. So, um, so that's quite helpful. So, yeah, so it's an interesting place to be. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, what opportunities must like come up? You mentioned that you, that you care for their souls. That's just such a, that's such a striking sentence. How do you go about, I mean, Christianity explored groups and everything, but can you share this if you can, just like a, what your conversations kind of like look like um, with the men and women um, in that correctional centre? Well, you know, we have an all souls ministry. I, I am there because I, 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 love, I love people. I love the military. Uh, I love Jesus. And as uh, I quote another scripture reader, he said, I love Jesus and I love soldiers and I just want them to meet each other. Uh, which is what we do. So, I've you know, with all the courses that you can do, Christianity Explored Alpha, all, all these sorts of things, I just find turning up every day and being prepared, as the word says, to have a word in season for weary souls is all you really need. That's all the that's all the equipment you need is yourself. Um, I, I break my ministry into a few P's, which is uh, prayer, presence, patrol, having a walk around, and proclamation. Um, it, it's really not rocket science. You know, you, you can make it as difficult as you want to, or you can turn up, pray about it, and ask God to to do the rest. And predominantly, when I get into a conversation, it's very spirit-led. You know, I prayed, I prayed, you know, Lord, help me to bump into the people I need to bump into today or help them to come and see me. And that's what happens. And I don't think there's a day goes by where you're not at least encouraging someone, um, especially over the last couple of years. You know, COVID has affected everybody including the military. And I think everyone's tired. Um, so to have a, a message of hope, um, which Christianity ultimately gives us, um, is absolutely phenomenal. You know, uh, it doesn't mean I go around the camp doing somersaults every day, um, but I do carry a message of hope. And ever since I've been a Christian, I've known that. And I've, you know, I want to share that with, with everyone I meet really. So it's really as general as that. I you, you can do all the courses and set things up, which is great. I, I like doing that. But my, my bread and butter really is meeting people where they are. If I can have a cup of tea with them, have a brew and uh, chew the fat and, and see what happens. 
Um, you know, see what conversations come out of that. And I'm pretty blessed, to be fair. God is very good to me. Lee, one of the things that, that, that strikes me is that I guess the, you know, the audience that you're dealing with there in terms of military folk, that audience is going to skew a little bit younger uh, just because of the nature of the, the military. Mm-hmm. Does that, so what kind of questions do the kind of men and women who are serving, what do they have about faith? Are they very open? Are they, are they generally sort of, you know, do they have a lot of preconceptions? Are there particular challenges that, that, you, that come up time and time again that you have to, you know, sort of work through with folks? What, what are the kind of nature of the questions that, are, that you're dealing with in the conversations you have there? Yeah, no, nothing too difficult, to be honest with you. I mean, I think there's an element of spirituality in young people anyway. They're all, they're all quite spiritual beings. And some of the regiments that you work with, their traditions are quite spiritual mm-hmm. as well. Um, I was really blessed that I worked at the School of Infantry for seven years. And, and what you know, e- even at a basic level, the British Army is still keen uh, to include um, visits to the church, remembrance parades. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a spiritual element to all of that. So uh, the questions can vary from anything you can think of that would be asked on the street, uh, in Civvy Street, you know, it is the same, is the same on, on camp, really. So... Mm. Um, there, there is no, there is no general question. Um, I, I'm quite, I, I like learning a lot about the people I'm working with. I think that's important as someone who's working uh, with people's souls, so that I, I'm very good at asking the questions, uh, even if it is, you know, you know, what are you doing today, guys, or even did you watch the football on Saturday? And it's amazing if you just have a general question to start off with, um, then you can get into to the spiritual stuff. It does help that I'm called a scripture reader. Um, because no one has a clue what that is, and um, the the, fir- the the biggest question that I'm asked is, "What is a scripture reader?" I've never met one before, and that's that's my favourite question because you can share a testimony straight away. There, that is probably the question I get asked most, um, if I'm honest with you, and it really helps. I, li- I like the takeaway from that. If you want to, you know, want to sort of uh, be effective as an evangelist, give yourself a title that nobody understands because it will start. Yeah, it will start questions. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're an oddity, really. You know, we're not chaplains and we're not we're not soldiers either. We are scripture readers, and um, yeah, that's brilliant. So, you know, people, we sort of undenial. Should we ever change it, modernise it? I, I, I never want to because it's just such a bizarre title. Um, that people want to know who and what you are. Um, and they're actually genuinely interested as well. And it's amazing how many relationships I've built off just because someone said, what are you? Um, which is a which is a really good question. So, and you can share testimony pretty quickly um, through that. So. What does that look like for you, Lee, working in particular with a high readiness unit? Like, how would you go about, like, say, say they hypothetically say they were called somewhere in the next three to four days mm-hmm. what would you what would you do between now and then get myself on camp um i would get myself to the places where i feel the troops are going to be um so I, one of my office is opposite the armory um which is pretty cool um you know when guys if they're gonna so when, when not pitting happens uh when they were getting ready to go to afghanistan um, I took myself over to the armory when the guys were drawing weapons and the uh, general chit chat and said, you know, there, there's my office. If anyone wants to come for a coffee, come over. And I did. I had guys coming in, uh, having a coffee and I'm really blessed. I know a lot of the guys uh, from when they were in training. Um, so then I'm the scripture reader and um, yeah, I was able to pray for quite a few of the guys before they 
uh, went out on operations and keep in touch with some of them while they were there. Modern technology is phenomenal. Um, so yeah, if if we were if something were to happen tomorrow, I'd I'd see where the the main effort would be, and I'd, I'd get myself on that particular camp uh, and make myself available a for the chaplaincy uh, and b um, for the soldiers that are, are being deployed, um, which is the beauty of the job. So um, yeah, and, and, that, and that did happen in the summer. So um, you know that's that's a, a reality. I, when I, I I've been doing this for fourteen years, so my first few units were when um, Operation Herrick was still on the operations out in Afghanistan the first the first time round. So, you know, my job really was uh, working with soldiers that were going to war um, on a rotation and then coming back, sometimes not coming back. Uh, I was out in Germany for five years and, you know, we were involved in a pre-deployment training, um, services before they went out, memorial services when they came back. And literally, yeah, picking up the pieces um, when when young men and women come back from from war. Um, so so that that's the reality of it. Um, so yeah, the summer was quite interesting because I haven't been in, involved in that for a, for a few years because operations have sort of ceased. Um, so to to have guys going back out to Afghanistan was quite emotional. Actually, I found it quite emotionally, very emotionally draining, as a lot of people did uh, that were. That were around when it was happening before so yeah i've obviously i mean you you've got an incredibly unusual kind of ministry lee and you know most of us are not listening to this not are not called to go right into the heart of the military that you're doing share our faith with folks but there may be quite a lot of people listening to this who have military friends you know there's the family members who are serving or neighbors or you know have a military connection is there anything you know, that you've learned from your day-to-day work there in the forces that is advice for somebody who wants to ship, you know, open up, begin sharing their faith with a friend who's in one of the forces. Is there any, any advice you'd give somebody on things to be aware of, ways to start, things to things to talk around? Um, what would you what would you suggest? I would say, ne- you know, never be afraid of asking someone who's in the forces what they're up to. Um, be interested in what they're doing. Um uh, because soldiers love to talk about what they do. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting profession. So, um, you know, if you ask them, if they don't want to talk about it, then they'll tell you. But most of the soldiers I know are quite keen to share, you know, what they're doing day to day. Um, and at the end of the day, the military are, st- are, are just normal people. So it's quite, it's quite easy for me to say this, but it is just a job at the end of the day. It's a really extraordinary job. Um, but it is so... Just, just treat people as you would normally treat people on the street, really. Um, but I, th- I think if you ask a soldier about what they what they do, what regiment they're in, and just show real interest in in that, um, and one thing soldiers will do, they will work out very very quickly if you're if you don't know any don't know anything. If you're just don't don't pretend to know everything about the military. There's not you can't do that. Even I I can't do that. There's no there's no point in me pretending I'm something I'm not. Uh, because soldiers will work that out really, really quickly. That is, I think that's quite unique to soldiers. Um, you know, so some of the units that I work with are the fittest in the British Army. They are strong, fit, um, and they're not weak in the sense of they don't think they're weak. Um, but so they will, they will, in any sort of vulnerability, they will, they will work that out very quickly. And you've got to accept that soldiers' sense of humour is terrible. <laughs> And be prepared for <laughs> be prepared for interesting answers. 
you know, if you if you're a shrinking violet, um, then yeah, you probably probably just watch what you ask because you'll get interesting answers. So um, yeah, that could be a whole new podcast. But there we go. Well. It's uh, it, it's funny you say that. My first job, Lee, I went for five years in in in, in a medical school in in London, and learning medics, I mean, similar, very, very, very black humour, and yeah, you had, to, yeah, I think, yeah, you're right, similar. You had to learn not to be phased because people would say things just to see if they'd get a rise out of you, and half the yeah. art was just sort of not banging an eyelid. Yeah. Well, I suppose, um, I suppose the last, um, the last kind of the last kind of question I have, Lee, because we're getting near, you know, sort of sort of twenty minutes. I mean, again broad brush question but you know you've been doing this 14 years in kind of different you know sort of times and seasons in the military are you is it would you, would you consider is it a tough time right now are you encouraged right now you know what what gets you excited about this kind of ministry because what i find what i find so so fascinating talking to you, you're clearly a man with a passion for this so i suppose maybe that's the better question actually what is it that keeps you going what gets you excited about going back in there day in day out despite the challenges Okay, well, well, it's it's remembering where you've come from. You know, it's amazing grace um, that saved you in the first place. You've you've got a, so someone asked me what my, my my ambitions are and goals this year, and it's just to be Christ centred. And I think if you're Christ centred, that's where your energy comes from. Um, I do have a passion for the military. I always have done. I come from a military background. Father, grandfather, everyone was in the military. So so I've got a, I've got a passion for what I do anyway. Um, it is it is hard work at the minute. The last couple of years have been very difficult for everybody, um, and that's affected the military as well. So, so you know, trying to get up every day and dragging yourself to to camp uh, is not always easy. I cannot pretend that it's easy. There are some days where I just don't want to do it. Um, but what keeps me going is 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 Christ. That's the most simple answer: is keeping Christ at the center of everything. Um, and, and like I said, my, my, another prayer of mine is, Lord, if I get myself there, please will you do the rest? Um, I know if I can get myself in a camp, um, the, then God will do the rest. Um, he will assist me. It's, and it's trying, I've learned the hard way. I cannot do any of this in my own strength at all. It's got to be complete surrender, absolute surrender. Um, it's got to be complete trust in God that, you know, even if you don't see fruit for your labour, that, that, that you, you're not I call it please don't you know don't let it be a futile invasion help me to to go and make a difference what gets me excited is when someone gives you the time of day and you can share a testimony or encourage someone I love I love to encourage people I love to encourage people and and, and get you know put my arm around them and make sure, I just like encouraging people and with the, with the message of hope that we have um, as Christians it's just it's just great um, and so being in the, the military correctional centre, I, I want to encourage people. I want them to know that this is not the end. You know, uh, I did the New Year's Day service or the, the first one afterwards, and we talked about um, fresh beginnings, new starts. You know, I'm, I was able to share the gospel with them and talk about my fresh beginning, my new start. But I, I need a new start most of the days, which is the beauty of Christianity, you know. So um, it's lifting people up. I love lifting people up. If I can manage to lift someone up during the day and encourage them, share the gospel, then then that excites me immensely. Lee, that, that comes across really clearly. Um, thank you so much for your... I think I'm just really struck by your your single-minded and just wholehearted devotion to Jesus and your, your desire to, 
to love soldiers well. Um, I was really struck by that. You love soldiers and you love God and you want them to meet. Like, thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us. You've given us such a, just an amazing glimpse into into your work as a as a as a reader. Um, I mean, I don't think I've ever heard about this job before. So, thank you so much and be assured of our prayers. Thanks. And thanks so much for your time. You're most welcome. Um, well, listeners, thanks so much for joining us, um, for joining me and, and Andy today. And um, we'll be back with you in about a couple of weeks um, with uh, with another guest. So, so stay tuned and we'll see you then. Bye.